Hi, this is Norm Duke. You're listening to Above180.com with Tim Berg and Joey Serrar. Now is the time to reinforce your bowling arsenal, and BowlerX.com is the online leader in price, service, and selection. With free insured shipping on every item we carry, including a complete line of pro shop supplies, as well as balls, bags, shoes, accessories, and more. Also check out the large selection of closeout and discontinued items at a fraction of their original cost. BowlerX.com, your online bowling superstore and proud sponsor of Above180.com. BowlerX.com, your online bowling equipment superstore, presents the Above180.com podcast. Tim Berg and Joey Serrar are ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews, coaching, to drilling layouts, and the stars of the PBA. Now, from Washington, D.C., and the Bowler's Pro Shop in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, here are your hosts, Tim Berg and Joey Serrar. Joining me uh, live here at Bowl Expo is Wendy McPherson. Wendy, we all know from her days on the professional uh, women's bowling tour. And um, Wendy, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Tim, thank you very much for having me. Well, Wendy, we were talking, um, one of your new positions is you're helping Brad Edelman out, who runs a lot of the, the amateur tour and amateur bowling events that folks can come out and bowl in Vegas. So I'd love to have you just kind of talk about some of the things that you're going to be doing and get people back out here to bowl because we we're talking and people still need to be out here bowling people need to support our industry and support tournaments absolutely and and the traditional high roller was always a one game match a big bucks uh, high scoring um, high roller is going in a little different direction nowadays um, we have quite a few mil, uh, military we have two military tournaments and we're now having a first responders uh, police officers firefighters tournament which is now a team concept uh, team doubles and singles it is handicap tournament so we have a couple little different um, tournaments for everybody basically is what it is we still have competitive high average scratch tournaments and and now we're veering off into a little bit of the team handicap concept well that's what we were talking earlier is people are always looking to bowl we're bowlers we like to bowl um, but there was this misconception sometimes that you had to be that high top level bowler and it sounds like what you guys are doing and, and I know even some military friends who I know come out for the military year, tournament every year and it's just an event for those guys to get together, the camaraderie, the hanging out with their friends and people they sometimes only see once a year. You're absolutely correct, Tim. Um, you know, it's interesting if you poll people nowadays and ask them why are they going bowling in this tournament or that tournament, uh, it's generally for fun. Uh, nowadays, a lot more people are bowling in fun events as opposed to the high competitive events. So that is uh, exactly where the military steps in and camaraderie and seeing their fellow um, you, you know, their fellow bowlers and fellow friends and, and veterans that they all are of, of our military. And, and together they get to do something that they love, win or lose. Exactly. We're out here in Vegas, so there's tons of stuff for people to do aside from the bowling. And I know we were talking and kind of joking that some of the guys, they're, they're thinking what they're going to do after they bowl as opposed to the bowling. But, but you're right, they still get here. And, and military guys, you know, from, from the people that I know, they're very... They like that camaraderie. That's part of their, That's in their DNA is to be with their their friends and their their fellow you know fellow military folks. Absolutely, and um, and and the concepts of the team event, team doubles and singles, allows them to 
to, to get involved with, uh, you know, what late local and state associations do. And it's all relative and all the same. And, and these people, um, you know, Vegas is always a great place to come to. So we, we have scratch military tournaments. We have a, a handicap four-man um, military tournament. We have a little bit of everything. We, we still have scratch senior events. Um, so anybody and everybody is welcome, and please come bowl some of our events. Well, Wendy, what is the best way for people to get in touch with you guys? And, and if you got any questions, what's your website, and what's the best way to do that? www.hi.com dash roller r-o-l-l-e-r dot com um, you can get right on there there's a 1-800 number there's also um, email addresses brochures um, if you just uh, google high roller it, 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 we will be there excellent we're also going to have a have a link in the in the in the podcast here on the description to draw people as well and help you guys out let's change gears a little bit we were talking and one of the first things i said when i came up to you is how i remember watching you bowl on tv and we're kind of commenting and just kind of saying how the women these days don't have that opportunity anymore what do you see as a way a way to, to fix that what what can be done to to get to highlight some of the great women bowlers out there i mean there's deandra s Beatty, there's shannon o'keefe there's stephanie nation there's missy pa- i mean kelly you know kulik there's tons of women bowlers that are great there are, and, and, and I'm blessed. I lived through the per- perfect time of bowling and women's bowling, and I got to do it all and be on live TV, and I could only hope for the young ladies nowadays to have that opportunity. You know, we need exposure. We need people to respect and, and have a desire for our sport. We, have, we need people to do it to come bowl um we need more people that bowl the more money is in our industry and therefore television can be paid for because ultimately the uh, the what's lacking in in bowling is the accessibility and visibility of bowling on tv I know um, one of the things with the, the way the PBA Tour set up now, we just finished up with the summer swing. They're going to be coming back out here in Vegas for the, you know, the winter, uh, you know, winter tournaments where they run everything. One of the thoughts we had is why wouldn't they do a World Series of Bowling for the women? Why wouldn't they try? I think they tried something similar. Had a couple events for, for the ladies last, last year, the year before. But why not make it almost the same? sort of thing and, and, and I know what I'll come, probably you talk to the folks in PBA they're going to say revenue but I, I think there has to be a way if they already have everything there to, to let the ladies bowl as well it, well ladies can bowl uh, we we can be we are PBA members we can bowl we can enter any world series of bowling and compete against the men um, my opinion is we're apples and oranges I, I think we definitely need a venue to to compete against you know women and against women um but again it does come down to revenue and monies and the pba women's series that was on for three three years was funded by the usbc again um lack of money in our industry cuts had to be made somewhere and and that's what women's bowling paid the price for that so what advice would you give? We have a lot of um, collegiate players, uh, women collegiate players, and even men co- collegiate players, frankly, who listen to these shows. 
and uh, they're either bowling for their collegiate team or they're going off to college. Uh, what, do you, what do you see in the future f- for a, a male or a female woman bowler or male bowler? Oh, so tough. Because ultimately, you know, high, high school bowling is bigger and better than it's ever been. Collegiate bowling is bigger and better than it's ever been. Those two positions is what you, you know, generally groom your young ladies or your young men for the PBA tour, for the PWBA tour. Usually that is your stepping stone to go on bigger and better. And that doesn't exist right now as far as the women's side of it. Uh, you know, it's a tough one. Other than go to college, get your degree. Um, you, there's still a few tournaments for the women, the U.S. Open, the USBC Queens. Um, you know, unfortunately, that at this time is really all there is. Well, and even the men these days. I mean, you go look at the top 30 in, in earnings on the men's side, and most of them are, are doing doing deals with their 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 ball agreement, their shoe people. They're doing other different things because it's hard financially even for a lot of folks to make it on the on both sides, a male or female. Um, I don't know. The summer swing has, has been a great deal, and and ESPN just re-upped with the PBA. So that's all ultimately going to help our sport. But you know, I, what are your thoughts on on moving it now to be the uh, the World Tempin Association, where we're bowling bowling stuff overseas? Uh, what are your yeah, it all makes sense. I mean, a uh, world tour in conjunction with PBA along with the European stuff, it all makes sense. I mean, ultimately, they're looking at it as needing to be the good old days of 30 weeks of bowling, which constituted a full-time job. And and ultimately, that is what a bowler wants also. I mean, they want to be out in bowling and making money every week. Um, yeah, it, you couldn't ask for anything better um, of adding that in um, with the World Ten Pin uh, Bowling, <clears throat> excuse me, Bowling Association. You couldn't ask for more. Um, but it's still not the traditional PBA that we're used to. And, you know, maybe it's going to be bigger and better than it ever will be. My only time will tell. Okay, and final question I have for you is um, what what is probably one of the the single most memorable things you remember about being out on the on the PWBA when you were bowling, you know whether it's a story from a, a certain event that you remember or, or a certain venue or certain after event that you guys have. But what's one thing that really sticks out in your mind from bowling those days and a, a really fond memory you have? Okay, well, um, mum's a word on, on all of my ventures only because I promise never to reveal exactly what happened with all my friends and week to week but greatest memory would be the overall picture of it looking back and week to week of going back to the same bowling centers year after year you the rapport with the proprietors and the managers and the customers and the bowlers and the pro-am bowlers and great um great conversations with 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 people that you would go to with with specific cities that you would go back to um great great memories always every day was a great memory and um you know i wouldn't change that for for anything but i would probably say if 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 i had to sum it all up what what it was one of the greatest memories it would be all of the years put together and traveling actually the fall you know going to Pittsburgh in the fall and Maryland in the fall and Delaware in the fall and that was our fall swing and I got to see trees and color and it was cold and snowy and there was just a, uh, there was a lot to it of the old time tour 
Wendy, I want to thank you for joining me today on the Above180.com podcast. Tim, thank you so very much.